tuned in to Mastering Mitzvahs. Mastering Mitzvahs. A podcast focused on creating the perfect bar and bat mitzvah celebration. Offering tips, tricks, and trends to ensure an amazing event. Mastering Mitzvahs. From New Jersey's own explosive entertainment. Explosive entertainment. I know you're going to dig this. And here they are. Your hosts, Jordan Marshall and Mike Langser. We're back, Jordan. Friday. Friday. We realize if we don't record this morning, we're probably going to miss one this week. Well, we're definitely going to miss it because in the next, what, 36 hours, we're on a plane, dude. Yeah, yeah. And we've got some gigs to handle tomorrow, so let's get Friday morning recording. Episode 36, Mastering Mitzvahs. Let's do this. I like it. Rocking and rolling. All things bar and bat mitzvah talk. Congratulations. Mazel tov if you're celebrating. If you're listening, we got a hot topic for you today. Mikey, what are we talking about? We're talking about music. Listen. I think it's crucial. It's as plain and simple. We talk about all this wild stuff. but We do. We never talked about music. This is true. So with bar and bat mitzvahs, what's important about music? Mixing, music selection, how quick to mix in and out. Playlist. How many songs should be on them? Taking requests. So let's kind of hit all of that. This is totally unscripted. We have no Mm. bullet points. We're just going to go. And um, we have coffee, so we got energy. Well, at least I do. So. Yeah, man. And, and I'm going to sit it. here and kind of prepare my music for this weekend's party. Multitasking. That's what, Mike Lang- that's what Mike Langsner is really good at, guys. If you want to know, he's a multitasking. I'm good bro. at multiple things. Man. Very good. So I, you know, I just want to talk about music for a second. Blanket statement. Mm. A typical party is five hours, including cocktail hours, Correct. including formalities. Normally get about 80 to 90 songs played, whether it's a wedding or a bar or bat So it's about 80 or 90 songs Typically played. So really quick, if you're booking a bar and bat mitzvah and you show up in an entertainment company and they're like, hey, we have over 5 billion songs in our music library, it doesn't really matter because how many do you get to play throughout the, the track? You just heard me. 80 to 90 tracks come throughout that event. So Now, he- here's why that's important. Sometimes you get these song lists. The client mm-hmm. says, here's a list of 200 of my favorite songs. Mm-hmm. Play them all. It's impossible unless they're a minute each. Well, then they follow up and they say, and P.S., we don't like that quick mixing thing that all the DJs <laughs> right. do. So they're kind of hitting you with like the double negative. <laughs> right. So I start with that, just a number. What, right. what can we play in a typical party? And you got to keep in mind that there's you know, uh, background songs as you transition from one thing to another. There's candle lighting. There's dinner music. You know, there's the horror, which is right. eight minutes long sometimes. So there's a lot of factors that go into it. Let, let's talk about mixing, though. Sure. Quick mixing and just mixing... As a, so, so, so for a, for a typical event for barn bat mitzvahs, I feel like you know at least for us and the way that you know I think we kind of enjoy an event to go is if it has a little bit more of energy to it and it has a little bit more of a lifelike uh, almost like you're going out to a high end uh, nightlife experience. You know, you want people to be energized when they come to that room. So beat matching. I feel it is key and essential. And you hear it a lot in weddings where, you know, wedding DJs are mixing their tracks. We're doing the same thing. We want to keep that energy and take our guests on sort of a roller coaster ride filled with, you know, you know, highs and, and dipping out for dinner and then getting them back up to rock that dance floor. So mixing and matching your beats and knowing which songs play well into each other uh, consecutively is, is crucial. So I, I think actually with mitzvahs, mixing is so important. Like, mm. I, I mean, it's very important with weddings, don't get me wrong, but like, I feel like we play our mitzvahs like a nightclub. Yep. You know, uh, it is nonstop. The the energy level is nonstop, and with mitzvahs especially, you're hitting different genres because you're you're playing to a much wider audience. You know, you've got five year olds, you've got a bulk of most most of the teens are 12, 13, 14. Right. And then you've got the adults in their 40s, 50s. Well, and now think about it, Mike. Adults. I mean, like we are, you know, have the benefit enough of of living this. Uh, 
people think sort of rock star lifestyle, but let's think about it. You know, I'm 38, you're 40 years old, you know, mm-hmm. like uh, parents are, are our age, you know, so right. like a, a throwback and mixing in the music for them, like, you know, I would love to hear like a great uh, old school hip hop set with Biggie and, you know, uh, Ja Rule and Nelly. So now, now interesting you say hip hop set, like, right? Like, is it a set? Are you doing 20 minutes or are you kind of... I use that term loosely, but you're right. It, could be. it depends on the event. So it depends I, on what I remember feeling. like back in the day when, when before Serato, which, you know, uh, the DJs that are listening, you know what we're talking about, but to the, the families, Serato is the DJ software that most of us use right. now. Before Serato, you used to play sets because you'd, you'd kind of grab some records or grab some CDs within a, a, a genre. Man, I'm going to shout out the OG Jay Levine right now, dude. And I know he might not even, he probably doesn't even listen to this podcast, but Jay Levine was the OG. And when I first started in this business, he was uh, the it DJ for Barbot Mitzvah's private events. And, you know, he would literally take, you know, five or six of the hottest disco songs and mix them into a set and give them to the DJs. And they had the disco set and did the same thing for funk right. the same thing for Motown the same and, thing for Top 40 and every so. bar mitzvah played that same set and it works set. And it believe was, it or not yeah. his tracks still get thrown yeah. around thrown around yeah. the gamut a little bit today but but here's where I think it's different I rarely will play you know five disco songs in a row or five 80 songs in a row facts that, I agree and, with that and, and now with Serato because you you search by music by beats per minute you build your own folders or crates right. it's it's, it's Easier and more complex all at the same time because the challenge now is thinking out of the box. It's not uncommon to mix a rock song into a club song into a hip hop song. Right, and hundred percent. And and to shout out another one of our professional friends, Nick Spinelli. You know, who's primarily a wedding DJ, but you know his crate management that he showed us uh, when we were back at our think tank seminar was was huge. I mean, he literally has a crate called Dance Floor Bangers. Mm-hmm. So you know, if like. You know, maybe you're hitting a rough patch in on the dance floor a little bit. People are they're vibing, but you're kind of losing them a little bit. You could dip right to that crate, like you were saying, and anything in there is just heat for the dance floor. So it's pretty easy to get yourself back on track. Right. So, so we're, with a mitzvah, there's there's so many genres that right. are hitting, and I think that that's kind of a point that we should talk about. Just you know, families, if you're given direction to your DJ, well, what music do you want to play, or what music don't you want to play? It's okay to say stay away from whatever you know right. stay away from rap or stay away from country or stay away from heavy metal but, but and just to, to tag on to what you're saying there it, it's okay but at, at on the flip side you should also know the guests a little bit know what the kids are going to react to a little bit going. oh right so, exactly so it, it it we even have to dive into each genre a little bit deeper because some I had a party this past week and said play no club right yet all of the songs on their list were what I would consider club club music you yeah. know so there's different varieties of club. There's different varieties of hip hop. I mean, I don't consider Usher Yeah a rap song. I right. consider it a dance song, but is it rap? To somebody, it's rap. To somebody else, it's R and B. To somebody else, it's hip hop. Isn't it crazy? Like, and let's think like for us, like the the, the heavy hip hop nowadays that's so popular with the kids, it's tough to dance to. You know, the beats are definitely uh, overproduced in the studio. The beats, you know, come in at like. So to get technical on you guys, they come in at like 140 beats, which to a DJ, you can mix that at 140 beats up top, or you could split that in half at 70. So like, there's so many different, the the, the types of songs that you can get into from there, you're limited as well. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. cleanly, if, you're, if we're going with that mixing theory. So there's, you know, you want to make sure that, like Mike was saying, that you know the... The guests that you're inviting to your event, what they're going to gravitate towards, what they're going to dance towards. You know, a lot of times when we have families that say, hey, you know, none of that hard hip hop that all the kids love, that kind of puts us in, in a little bit of a, a hard place because 
a lot of times that that's all they'll move to sometimes, right? Yeah. So time and place, right? You know, uh, there's certainly a time and place to play that, and and you know. When we open up the room first before the adults come in, we have kids for maybe 15 minutes. Let's get some of that you know, ratchet hip-hop out of the way so that the kids feel like, all right, cool, this DJ gets where we want. You know, the DJ gets our music. So let's play it. Let's get on their level. But as soon as we start seeing, seeing adults, right. let's go way more generic. And we also make a suggestion, too. You know, when you book an entertainment company like us, we realize that, you know, uh, we're not the most expensive, you know, group in, in our area, but we're competitive. So when you're you're booking a company like us, you are, you know, paying good money for quality entertainment. But we also want to make sure that there's entertainment literally going on from the second you guys, the kids get off the bus, the second the guests come into that cocktail hour, all the way through to the end. So, you know, maybe a suggestion from us to get that heavy hip hop out of the way or some of the more ratchet songs as the kids like these days, we'll bring them up early from cocktail hour. Mm-hmm. So maybe cocktail hour, instead of taking it from 12 to one for the kids, maybe it goes 12 to 12.30 for the kids. At 12.30, the kids come up and like you said, we hit them with that hip hop that the adults don't want to hear. They get it, they get amped up, they get psyched up and they already heard their music without them in the room. It's also a good reason why serving kids food and adult food at separate times mm-hmm. makes good sense, you know. If everyone's on the dance floor at the same time, yeah, you're trying to cater to everybody. Right. But if if the adults are sitting down eating, then we can play a kid's set. Right. And vice versa. Now, Mike, give me. We were talking about playlists. This is a really great topic because it's such a, a broad topic. Give me your thoughts on how you should build it. Should a family build a, a playlist based on themselves, based on what they think their guests will dance to? Because a lot of times we also run into the situation where the the family might be into like, you know, such a, a different genre. I. I I think they should incorporate some of their own personality, right? But they really need to think about their guests. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, if your goal in planning a party is to make sure your guests have a good time, then Doesn't that suck. You can never just have a good time. <laughs> it, 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 it's almost the same thing about picking your menu. You're you know? right. You're not picking the food that you necessarily want to eat. You're picking the food that you think the bulk of your guests want to eat. It's very similar. There's a little bit of catering knowledge from Mike. It, it, it you know, it is what it is. You know, you might love really spicy Mexican food. I love but, it. But you're not putting that on your menu for 150 guests. Right. Or you're going to have a long line at the bathroom. That's why Jamie and I are going to have a very, very small way. It's going to be the <laughs> two of us, and we're, we're cool with it. <laughs> um, so, you know, yeah, play for the audience. Mm-hmm. Pick for the audience. Um, but let your personality come in. So let's say you love The Grateful Dead. Not really dance music, but let's throw in, you know, one or two during dinner or during cocktail hour. You right. Know, uh, maybe it's part of your candle lighting. Like, there's times for your personality to come out. Maybe you're even using it as your grand entrance song, you know. Um, that's perfectly acceptable. But to expect to play a 16-minute Grateful Dead song in the middle of a dance right. set, just because Dad, you know, went on tour with him, <laughs> you're probably not going to have guests on the dance floor during that If Dad minutes. went on tour with the Grateful Dead, he's probably still out on tour with yeah, them. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Um, you know what brings me to another cool topic, Mike, and you're actually a, an ace with this. You, you bailed me out a couple weeks ago. I had a uh, a mitzvah that had a, a Russian family, obviously, as that is the... Um, why is that the, Russian? I mean, that? Why, is, why is that obvious? Uh, you know what? It's, it's, the, the cool part is because you're so great with your music, man. You totally bailed me out of a hard spot. Like, the family wanted, uh, you know, great Russian music, and I feel like when people hear, like, a certain genre of, of music that has to do with like uh, a background or a heritage like they, they kind of shade away from it like oh that might not work but you know on the flip you have some really really great Russian dance tracks and Israeli you know absolutely Russian well, dance well, tracks let's start well, with so. why, why did you get into a bind is that they didn't tell you correct that 
That's the point that needs to be mentioned here. Like, if you as a family are expecting something that's obscure, you know, you you want Bruno Mars, you want Pitbull, you don't have to tell your DJ. It's kind of assumed those will happen. Right. But if you want Russian music or you want Israeli music, you probably should let them know in advance because not every DJ is prepared right. in advance for that. Right, yeah, they were calling plays on the line a little bit, so I, I, it would have been, you know, better if they gave me a little bit of advance notice. But, um... You know, you definitely bailed me out of a pinch, but I wanted to also stress on the fact that... Just because it's a different nationality, though... Doesn't mean it can't have, be cool. And they have their own genres, too, you know? They, I had our dancers the whole time come back and be like, yo, this this track is dope. Right. Like, this right. has a great beat. Like, And it's it's really like like nightclub influenced music. Sure. So and and they again, work great. you know, Russian and Israeli, there, there's, there's Russian and Israeli hip-hop. There's mm-hmm. Russian and Israeli club. There's Russian and Israeli slow. So... It's no different than American, just, you know, we don't understand the lyric, really. Right, you right, know? right. Um, and, and we don't have to understand the lyric. That's kind of, you know, maybe the, the, the next part of this podcast is, you know, if it was a um, uh, unique nationality, I, mm-hmm. and we're going to kind of stem a little bit away from mitzvahs here, but you know, we've done Indian events. Yeah, Russian, Bollywood Polish, stuff, yeah. Um, you know, God, I, I've, I've done a lot of Polish events. I don't know the music that we're playing. Greek, Greek events, yeah, yeah. you know. In those cases, yes, as a family, you need to give your DJ direction. You know whether you actually send them the songs or send them clips from YouTube or uh, um, your Spotify. Hey, these are the eight or ten ethnic songs that we want played at our right. party. You know, and and let us filter them in when we see make it make right. sense. You know, right. Um, so, uh, you know, it's it's funny as I'm sitting here putting a playlist together for a party and and. I should stress that we don't know what we're going to play other than formalities. So I, I don't ever know what I'm going to play. Right. So I, I'm doing a mitzvah tomorrow down in Philadelphia. Right. And I have no idea what I'm going to open the room with, what I'm going to close the night with. I'm looking right now at our song list, which... And know, that's what Mike means by formalities, guys, not like like the candle lighting and stuff. He's actually talking about the song list. Yeah, so, for so that, th- this the client provided. request list uh-huh. has 10 songs that they're calling most important, which would be... What's on there? Must play. I'll do that in one second. And then there's two songs do not play. So they do not want Celebration by Cool and Gang. They do not want We Are Family. I probably would not have played it. In fact, I can't tell you the last time I played it unless I was told I had to play so it. So now, do you think that also maybe means they don't want Journey, Don't Stop Believing? They don't want, you know, yeah, that kind of... To me, this is... Sweet they, Caroline stuff? Like, Well, it's funny that you say that, because now in the most important, you've got Sweet Caroline. Oh, my God. Okay. So now you're torn. Yeah. That's funny. So they've got Sweet Caroline. And we got see that all the time. Spice Girls, Wannabe. Great song. Pitbull, Fireball. I'll take it. Uh, Ed Sheeran, Perfect. Uh, Turn Down for What. Cha-Cha Slide. Now, they don't want these songs mixed into each other, guys, just so you know. We don't right. have to go in that order, but... Uh, I Like It by uh, Cardi B and mm-hmm. Finesse by Bruno Mars, so... Their most important 10 songs are very diverse, from a line dance to today's hip-hop to a slow song to... But everything, for the most part, in its own time, when it came out, is all radio. So it's, yeah. it's, all, it's all top 40 pop, pretty much. I'm confident that every one of those songs is going to work right. very well. And, and the Do Not Play Celebration or Do Not Play We Are Family, I wouldn't have gone there anyway. Right. But I'm happy that they told me that in case, for some reason, maybe some guest came over and said... And, and what that also probably would tell me, too, as a DJ, is that... They like a lot of vocal. They like to sing along. So, like, mm-hmm. when I'm playing tracks, and, and you'll probably take the same, you know, note from it, not a lot of uh, instrumental beats, stuff that has the right. actual vocal where they could sing over right. it, they know the words, and they can, you know, kind I of I don't rock see out anything very edgy here. Right. So, 
you know, not too heavy. If yep. there was a lot of really edgy club music, like if you saw hip-hop. Levels by Avicii, or yep. you know, like yeah, something if, like if, that. If there was Levels, if it was Avicii, Tiesto, David Guetta, then I know it's right. You know, that's kind of a Jersey Shore type of family. Right. Again, knowing what I'm playing, I'm going to Philadelphia, and I'm looking at this song list, and it's what I would call very generic. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna go generic with it and I might push the envelope a little see how far I could go but you kind of like put your toe in the water before you dive in all the way like so, you're playing on Club PST yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, shout out to 94.5 so you know th- this is cool and, and again I'm glad that the family gave us this list 10 plays 2 do not plays that's all I need now let me ask you a question Mike we're talking about music here what are your thoughts on uh, edited versions of songs versus unedited? Like, we get clients that come in here sometimes that are like, hey, do me a favor. I know it's kind of crazy, but my, my son or daughter wants all the songs with the curse words. Hmm. And I'm okay with it. I thought you were talking about remixes. So, <laughs> um, I think there's a time and a place, and I think that it's Because we get that, right? That it's happens. It's not appropriate at a child's party to play it. I, you know, I, there's the occasional... Slip that might happen, um, but the songs that are F this, F that, it's just not appropriate. And right. I think it makes us look bad. Even though the mom and dad might say it's okay, the kids all know the music, I personally am so opposed to it. You wouldn't make out like a, a personal request, like, like, hey, listen, just so you know, like, this is, this was. I might let one say or something. two slide, but, right. you know, I, I wouldn't play. So we have flexibility. We yeah. try to make you guys as happy as possible. But it's funny because we, we do get clients that come in that, you know, or. They're, they're saying music's just music. And, and honestly, the music today is suggesting something, saying something. Yeah. The kids know the words anyway. So, I mean, even I get it. Even when you play the clean edit, Cur- they sing the curse I know. Uh, even louder. <laughs> that's, when right. I start, that's when I start talking and tell, asking if people are having a good time. Right. <laughs> um, so, but, but let's talk about remixes. remixes. Should yeah. we play remixes or should we play originals? And, you know, you love redrums. I do. So, a redrum is a more edit energetic version of the original basically. I love it for background for background mitzvahs it's great you know because I've kind of taken and, and this is something that we've tried to you know I, I know you you now do and, and have been doing for a minute and we try to instill upon our DJs is that you know mixing at all points is a great thing so mixing during dinner mixing during the background times is great because you can kind of see that that's where I kind of tease the audience a little bit I could throw stuff in there yeah. that I might not rely on to really crush a dance floor and I want to see if they move to it if they bop to it if I know that they're going crazy to you know uh, and, and, and bouncing around to call me out you know uh, Paul Simon like a little redrum with it okay cool maybe I could hit the 80s hit the 90s when they come back with some cool stuff um, I just want to keep that energy too you know so the redrum is great because it takes that that drummed you know beat and, and they throw the original vocal over it so it's great yeah and, and again it, it more lively yes um so is energy there a, is key. Is is there a right or a wrong to playing remixes? And you know, my answer, I'm, I'm going to answer my own question, is when appropriate, play it, but play the right remix. I mean, right. some remixes stem so far from the original song that it. It, it doesn't work. And you and get yeah, the lyric needs to still stay right. I mean, there, there's some songs where like the audience is singing along, and then the remix, the the lyric just is entirely different uh, the audience is is a mess trying don't to sing don't stop stop believe lee i'm like yo can i just say don't stop believing right. like in one right. full sentence <laughs> right that's a great example and it's a song true. like that play the original don't stop believing or play a redrum redrum of it uh-huh. 
But don't play anything that's you know too off the beat. Well, well, what you're really doing too is you're kind of shooting yourself in the foot. Like you, you, you got this layup, right? This song that you know, there's been constant back and forth. Do you play it? Is it overplayed? Is it whatever? If a client requests it, yeah, get like get them there. Like play two, three, four tracks and get them to that point to where you got them in the palm of your hand. You don't want to take that vocal away from them. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, it's a layup. Like, let that thing ride. You know, it doesn't even have to be the original, but like you said, maybe something with a little more energy, a, a fatter, uh, you know, bass beat under it. Maybe something that's a little bit more up-tempo just to give it a little more speed and energy. But, you know, by not playing the full song that everybody's waiting for, you're, you're kind of taking yourself out of right. the game. We, we were talking in our production meeting earlier this week about a, a song that was played this week by one of our DJs that, you know, Cut the song a little short, but cut it right before a big moment in the song. So knowing what songs to play, how long to play them, you know, there's certain songs like Shout that you better play from start to finish. Right. You don't cut that song nope. short. But, you know, the Spice Girls wannabe that's on this playlist, I'm not playing four minutes of it. Right. It'll get a great reaction if I play a minute and a half. Right. And then from there, I'm going to go into something around the same beats per minute, maybe something equally as hokey, but... You kind of are building on the the energy and the excitement, but four minutes of Spice Girls nobody wants to hear right now. Right. You know. Yep. No, I agree, man. I agree. It's such a I, music is such a great topic, man. I can't believe it took us this long to get to this. <laughs> uh, you know, it really is the basis for everything that we do. Um, now, what's your thoughts too as we move along, kind of going through the, I guess the order of events. So you know, we took care of our you know cocktail hour. We come into the room. Uh, dialing it back a little bit, introductions, you know, one of the cool things about what we try to do is when we help a family select introduction songs as far as music is concerned, you know, we, let's say it's, uh, you know, mom and dad, you got a little brother, and then the guest of honor, you mm-hmm. know, for the most part, the songs make sense, so we try to, like, take them on a little bit of a ride, leading in energy, and a lot of times we beat match that, correct? Yeah. And, and Which is huge. Uh, you know... I'm very opinionated with music, and I really believe that the music needs to have energy. You know, again, I use kind of Grateful Dead as an example before. Right. But, you know, if you're picking something mellow to come into because you like that music, it's really hard to ask the audience to stand out of their chairs and roar and clap and scream to something slow. Right. You know, and I, we, we've done mitzvahs where the mom and dad want to come into their wedding song. Okay. It's In theory, it sounds great. It's sentimental. <laughs> But, you know, when you as an MC are like, make some noise, here comes mom and dad, and then right. at last plays, <laughs> it just doesn't work. It doesn't, it doesn't mesh. Oh, my God. Uh, and, and, I mean, we can use these examples across, across the boards, you know. Yeah. When you're making a montage, the music should kind of start more sentimental and more energetic. So, you know, perfect example of that. Instead of at last, why don't you pick Now That We Found Love, Heavy D. Yeah. Perfect. Exactly. Like... Same idea, same thing, like, yo, we're in love, we're cool, we're mom and dad, but it's got a dance beat, and right. it's throwback, it's and You're fun. just dancing here, right? I'm, talking yeah, about I'm, I'm hypothetically running well, When I said at last, you just... I know, I started it. laughing. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, we, these are like real examples. This I know. Is, this is real life. I know. So, um, you know, we're all the way through, we got introductions taken care of, we talked about, uh, uh, what do you, you thought, you said candlelighting, like theming and candlelighting, like music, like how can we... Kind of make that play off the If music. you want your candle lighting to be fun, uh-huh. pick upbeat songs. Mm-hmm. You know, again, if every song is like at last, you know, your candle lighting is going to drag. You know what I like sometimes is when, it, like, if a family doesn't really have an idea, they're like, well, it's not really a theme that we're doing. Uh, we just want high energy when they're like, hey, you know, Mike, you pick the music. 
I'm good with it. I, I'm, I'm good with that. It. But what I do need is a list in advance of Correct. who's going to be in And why do we need that? Because that's a great point. Be, because you don't want to be playing, you know, isn't she lovely for grandpa. Right. You know? You, or, you know, uh, you know, if it's a memory candle and they want some sort of music behind it, you want to play, you don't play Happy by Pharrell. Right. You know, we're not happy people are dead. Right. You know, so... It's crazy, like so. But that's that's a really good point too. Um, so candlelighting, guys. Remember, you know, um, keep it upbeat, keep it fun. And for us, um, we like to play the chorus. So unless instructed otherwise, you know, we're gonna play the part of the song that everybody knows. To where you know people are coming in and it's got the most energy, and your guests can kind of sing along and have fun with it. Because let's be real, a candlelighting any way you slice it. If you're doing thirteen candles, is how long? Twenty minutes ish. Fifteen twenty minutes. Yeah, fifteen yeah. twenty minutes. If I'm doing it. 18, well, but... In reality, if you... Two minutes per candle, it's 26 right. minutes. So, you know, how do you cut them less than two minutes when you got to say a poem, have people walk up, smile for a picture, light a candle? And that's also your MC, too, is organizing, getting the picture done, in and out yep. quick. And, and so the goal is probably 20 minutes. Right. That's probably realistic. You know, so make we've seen fun. them last 30. We've seen them last 10. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, if you're doing 13 or 14 candles... Just two minutes each. I love themes, man. like like cool themes, man. Like I, I remember we had a video game theme where like the kid was all into like uh, old school, new school video games. All the candle lightings were different, like themes from different games, mm-hmm. you know, throughout the years and stuff. So you had like Mario Brothers, you had Zelda, you had Halo. Like it was cool. So, so. let's talk about that, but but not taking it too far, mm-hmm. because I did a Star Wars theme party that wanted Star Wars music in. Okay. I would love it, but you can't. I'm, but me you and, can't dance to it. Well, myself and Joe are, would probably be the only people that know what's right. going on. So, so <laughs> you know, it was more like uh, show tune esque and like sound bam, effects. Bam, 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 You're not bam, dancing bam. to it. You're not dancing to it. So, okay for grand entrance. Can't rock to the Imperial March, bro. Come on. Maybe you can. I can. I can do my best. Uh, <laughs> I, you know, we we got a party coming up soon that is. Very theatrically scripted mm-hmm. uh, in a couple weeks that I'm going to be doing, and I'm a little bit afraid that the music doesn't make sense for the energy of the party. It makes sense for the theatrical aspect, right? But um, so I was going to say too, because you're talking about parties that are happening now. On the flip, this Saturday night, I have one coming up that's Disney themed. Mm-hmm. So you're taking. From Star Wars that, I get it, not everybody knows Star Wars unless you're like, you know, you got a little bit of channeling your inner nerd like I am. Right. But Disney, I feel like, is a lot more, everybody knows it. Yeah. Widely known. Yeah. Correct. Okay. So they're rolling with it. It's going to, I'm, I'm pumped for it. So yeah, there, there's, just don't stem too far. You know, they don't stem too far off the beaten path is, is the point that I think we're making. Whether it has to do with ethnic music, show tune kind of things. Um, you know, just stem play what's I hate to say generic because we're not a generic company, but play what's widely known. I think what's widely known for candlelighting is perfect. You know, when if you want to get those not cheesy, but those like happy-go-lucky kind of whatever songs, use them in your candlelighting. Everybody knows them. Right. You know, it's easy to sing along to. It's easy to clap your hands to the beat a little bit. You know, it keeps it simple because let's let's be real. The music, although is it's at that point during candlelighting, is fun and cool. It's secondary. You want to focus on, you know, the guests that are coming up, the people that are lighting the candle, the picture that's going on, 
and the, the memory that you're making with those people. Right. So it is kind of secondary in that point. So we got candlelight taken care of. We, we talked about the horror a little bit. Uh, we talked about ethnic music and, and filtering that in, the dance sets. I want to kind of wrap this thing up a little bit. Let's talk about dinner music, dessert music. Okay, you want to get into that too? Because we were talking about beat matching during it before, but we yeah, can go but, back to but, it. That's cool. I, you know, to me, dinner and dessert music, you, you mentioned I was going to dessert. That was my next so, one. But I, I think that those are moments to have fun. Cool. You know, they're not elevator music. You know, like the, the days of playing just a, a, a jazz mega mix is not happening. Unless it's a wedding. If it's a wedding that requests Sinatra during dinner, sure. cool, sure. all good. But obviously for mitzvahs, but, I like know, keeping it fun. A couple, couple weeks ago, I did a very Italian wedding, and they wanted a lot of Sinatra and Andrea Bocelli, which I couldn't believe. But during dinner, people were singing along. Like, it was awesome. The, the vibe was great. You know, I don't play Bocelli very often at all, but I think I played three or four Bocelli songs. For the mobsters at the table in the back. It, it worked. That's what they wanted. <laughs> but, you know, that that's the testament to the family who's planning needs to give some direction because I right. wouldn't have gone that way without being told. Right. You know. Um, does I, your does your background and for dinner uh, change day to night? Let's say you're doing a day party for a mitzvah, twelve to five versus a you know seven to twelve. Like how do how do you? It doesn't that? change based on time of the day, but it changes more based on the room that I'm working. So if <clears> I see that it's predominantly a young party, it's mostly kids. Right. My background music is more you know. Top, Top 40. 40. Uh, Taylor Swift, like, yeah, whatever, Miley Cyrus. If I see that the room is mostly adults, then the question is, is younger adults or older adults? Right. You know, if I know that they like rock, then that's where I'm going to fill in some of the rock songs that I probably couldn't play during dance. So if they were older, I'd probably go, like, dope, like, Billy Joel, Elton, Phil Collins, mm-hmm. stuff like that. You know, I, I think we shout out Mike Walter last week. But yeah. Mike Walter from Elite Entertainment and Joe Bunn uh, from Bunn <clears throat> DJ Company, they did a podcast a couple weeks ago talking about music and you know their top songs, mm-hmm. and they were also talking about regionality of music, and that was interesting because they go deep, man. They're like almanacs. Well, let, let's say it here. You know, we would play Bruce Springsteen at a Jersey party, but do we play Bruce Springsteen at a Pennsylvania party? Good call. You know, like it's not as I mean, Bruce is the man. He's he's known internationally but he's not as well liked in Pennsylvania right now if you're in Pennsylvania not uncommon to play something from you know a mummers track which in Jersey nobody has any idea what that is right um, and my last two Philadelphia parties we ended with uh, the Eagles fight song yeah you know like that would not happen on the Jersey side nope so, definitely not that would not happen here you know <laughs> um, but you got die hard Eagles fans I know. you know like you got diehard Giants fans, but there's no Giants chant the way no, they... No, Eagles fans manage to find their way into, like, any time of year, any place. Like, you'll random Eagles chants mm-hmm. at Bar Mitzvahs, just, like, from whatever. They, they're they diehard, man. City of brotherly love out there. Doing it. So, so yeah, Jordan, I can't say that the day versus the night dictates the music, but, okay. but where we are and the demographic of the audience Good call. Does. Good call. I like that. So, like that. uh... I think I'm good with wrapping this up. This is a fun topic. But Did you get all dessert in? What about mixing through dessert really quick oh, before we yes, go? Oh, yes. Thank you. I, yes. You know what? This is a great opportunity to play music that you would not have played during the Fun party. stuff. Very fun. I'm going to shout out, actually, one of our lead DJs, VJ, DJ Valentine. He is awesome, man. Whenever I tell him, like, we're, we're working back and forth, I'm like, dude, do your d- dessert set. And he'll literally mix live. He'll go from the 60s. To the 70s, 80s, 90s, today, and he'll rip it. But it'll it'll literally be like the quick mixing you mm-hmm. hear. But at that point, like 
You only want to hear a verse chorus of Do You Love Me. You only want to hear a verse chorus of Footloose. And and I don't go there, but I I do a lot more one-hit wonders. Okay. That, to me, is more like dinner and dessert are more one-hit wonders. Like Like a little eagle-eyed cherry saved tonight? Yeah, a chumbawamba, tough thing. (laughs) There you go, tough thumping. I like it. You know, like, people hear it like, oh, my God, I love this song. Like, not a song that you hear every single day. Um, Now do you mix it? Yeah, I do. And, And you know what? Several podcasts ago, could be 20 back now, I think we talked about the family that never told us that the kid was into theater. Right. And I remember just that. on a whim, a couple of kids came over and asked me for a theme song from Hamilton. Or it just went song. off. And I played it, and yep. Dessert became a theme song. Erupted. Sing-along. It was know? probably one of the highlights of the party. Awesome. So Dessert should not be break time. Dessert should just be different vibe. And, and make sure, guys, you know, for everybody listening out there, that your entertainment company is literally crushing it every minute so you heard us kind of break down this podcast we're we're literally back there a lot of times you know nobody really understands or knows what our djs are doing back there for all they know it's they're just hitting play and kind of hanging out back there and letting the song kind of go that we're literally you heard mike here and myself like we don't know what we're gonna play we're kind of all over the place think like it is literally a four hour think fest where we're like okay what song's gonna work here how can I really get them to you know kind of blow up on the dance floor a little bit but I want to take the energy here and have a sing-along here I want to be able to have a dance contest what's a good thing for that you know the kids love hip-hop how can I break it down and have it all make sense that's another thing too it's one thing to be able to play the tracks another thing to program programming and you know this is such a huge thing too aside from the mixing and making it sound good but programming the proper music from right. one to the next is, is gigantic. So, you know, just make sure that your entertainment company is kind of, you know, really, really diving in and, and they're doing the work behind the scenes too. You know, I'm, it's I'm, not just... I'm going to jump in one last point. If yeah. you're going to go timeline, a lot of cl- clients say, what's the last song of the night? Oh, man. Play? Nice. Okay, nice. So, so let's end on the last song of the night. I like that. And, and sometimes it's not really the last song. It's more like 10 minutes before the last song. Right. Because you know if your party's ending at midnight, there's people... people making the early exits. Yeah, so maybe that song is more like 11.45. Right. You end on that rager, and then you kind of keep the vibe going for another 15 minutes. But I don't know what the last song of the night is that I'm going to play until I'm in the moment of the party. If they don't tell us. If they don't tell us. Right, me too. Same thing. And I don't care if it's a wedding, a mitzvah, whatever it is. I go with the flow. Sometimes I'll end on a song like Shout by the Isley Brothers. Other times I'm going to end on Turn Down for What? Right. Um, the, your, shout, your, uh, shots. Your wedding song, bro. Glad you came. That's a great one, too, still. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like just like stuff that just is fun and energized again. And, and that's the big thing, too, is that, you know, the way we start the event, the way we start that mitzvah with high energy, everybody's, you know, hands are crazy, the, the energy's through the roof. That's how we want to end. So we're, we're literally, you know, the intros and the outros are key pieces. So, you know, yep. unless told otherwise, too, high energy at the end, right? High energy or a sentimental moment. Like, uh, shout out to MC Joe, uh, Joe, Joey Ramundi. He does a great, great, great sing-along goodbye to this a Bible Bruno, right? Bruno, Bruno Mars, yeah. just the way you are. He doesn't do it all the time, but, like, if he's got that fun crowd that, you know, wants to put arm around arm and sway side to side. Bruno Mars, just the way you are, singing to the Bat Mitzvah girl is such an awesome, sentimental send-off at the end of the night. Mike P. does the same thing with uh, Can't Take My Eyes Off of You. At same, weddings, yeah, 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 same stuff. So. And you got singing and, to the bride and groom. And that's huge. Like, that, it's such a, like, like you said, like being able to 
Uh, we actually did it uh, last weekend. Um, we ended with uh, "You're Beautiful" by One Direction. Awesome. So, which was awesome. Like we all, like our entire crew, were down on one knee singing to the Bat Mitzvah girl, and she was elated. You know, like like you said, you, you need the the right crowd. You know, if you have those people that are just into it and they they love the performance, like go that extra mile and and, and really, you know. Like, like we say, put your you-know-what on the table and perform. And, and that it really leaves a, a lasting impression. So. And, you, and, you know, we've said before that families need to be active. Yeah. You want to have a successful party as a family, you need to be out there and enjoying it. In know? the room. Be in it, guys. And we say it all the time. It's, we preach it all the time on this podcast. It's kind of our little, like, you know, unsung mission statement. You know, if you are active in your event, you took all this time to plan and get crazy and, and put all the, the elements together... Be in it, you know, be a part of your day. If you're a bar mitzvah boy or a bat mitzvah girl, be on stage. Be a part of your games. Be a part of your dance sets. You know, um, the more you're in it and the more you're active, that's that energy is contagious. People want to be a part of that. So, awesome. um, yeah, it was a good one today, man. A lot Episode of good 36, info. first thing in the morning. You know, maybe we should do more first thing in the morning recording. It's when the brains are fresh. It's we 11, do our 11 o'clock, but it's still first thing in the morning. First thing in the morning for us. It's all good. Anything before 12 is first thing in the morning. So I'll take it. Um, but yeah, 36, wrapping up. Uh, we're going to attempt to take our gear on the road next week uh, into Scottsdale, Arizona. Mike and I will be out at the DJ Collective. Um, we are super honored and humbled to be a part of this uh, very elite um, entertainment conference. Um, shout out to Joe Bunn. Shout out to Brian Buenasisi. Shout out to Jason Janai for putting that together. Um, we'll be there next week, so we're going to take our gear and attempt to get a mitzvah podcast on the road. So we will see you guys and talk to you guys live from Arizona next week. So have a great weekend. If you're partying, do it up. Do it safe. Mazel tov. Enjoy yourselves. Congratulations. And all things Explosive Entertainment, www.explosiveentertainmentxeevents.com. And we got your back, baby. All your mitzvah needs, Mike T., Jordan Marshall, and we'll catch you guys next week. Bye.